it's really become a dirty word, but I think the highest possible thing you could strive for is like some form of like authenticity or sincerity. And if you have something to say and you can manage to do it authentically and uh, sincere, that's already quite something, I feel. Welcome to the Dance Rants podcast. I'm Dylan Holly, a freelance artist and teacher with an urban dance background based in the Netherlands. And I'm Hayden Idris, a classically trained dancer now working for the Dutch modern dance company Intradance. This podcast is a platform to create discussion about dance and to learn and gain insight from our guests. We hope you enjoy. Today we're joined by Thomas Boss from 155. He is one of the dancers, founding member, as well as a trained filmmaker. He creates their dance films, their trailers, their teasers. He explains to us his process in doing this and explains to us what he calls the 155 feeling, which is the essence of their work. We begin our talk with Thomas on the topic of the finances of the company as they are currently state funded for the coming years. Well, what, what are you guys betting money on these days, the 155 boys? <laughs> we're not putting it on anything, actually. We're just we're trying to uh, put it in, in making something. But what that something is, is changing a little bit because it feels stupid to, for example, make a show now and... Uh, be quite sure that you're not going to perform it or not going to perform it for enough people. And also, I don't know, if we're talking about money, it's it's also a bit strange to spend a lot of money on something. Then you're supposed to perform it for like maybe 250 people per show or whatever, or 100 or 300. But then you're only going to do 30. So you know you're going to lose a lot of money. I mean, we don't do this to make money, but it feels like a waste. It feels yeah. strange to uh, to ignore the whole public and ticket part of making a show. So yeah. uh, I don't think we're going to make a new performance before we're quite sure that uh, Corona is really over. Yeah, because you guys got the funding, right? The backing from the government yeah. for the next, like, how many years? Two, four? Four years, so that's uh, quite amazing. The first uh, lockdown start of Corona, uh, we didn't have that, and we also didn't have an outlook on like structural money. And there was Tozo, but I couldn't get Tozo for some reason, so I was like struggling uh, and uh, doing stupid live streaming stuff. And I don't know, it sucked and <laughs> not making any money, but now. Uh, I don't know, it, it, we're in the same situa- situation now a little bit, like one year ago, but it feels less stressful because we have a, a plan that stretches out for four years uh, and also funding to do it. We have to change everything, at least in the first year, but that's... You mean like change everything because of, like originally you planned for theater shows and now you need to yeah. change if, if we were going to do what we were supposed to do, we're, and I'm going to start making this new piece now, but we're not going to. Just because of what I said earlier, it feels stupid to make something new now. Are you Obviously, you're with the film background, then do you like allocate more resources and effort to that? 
Yeah, that's the like in our planning for four years, we had the if I if generally speaking, we would have like one performance, one uh, short dance film and like, for example, five sketches and also some other stuff. But we're putting all the short the short film and the sketches into the beginning of this year. I'm going to start working on that. And then uh, I don't know, maybe in the summer situation will be better we're gonna then we're gonna try to do festivals if there are festivals with the last piece because most of the shows were cancelled so we're gonna try to do festivals and then after summer if we can we're gonna perform on uh, all the places that were cancelled they were like allocated to a later uh, point in time so perhaps or that's the plan that, that then we will do all those shows also. But we have to see how everything goes. It changes changes every week. So yeah. <laughs> and since you guys have the the four year like structural funding, does that mean like do you still work project based? That you still like get money per project, or are you guys like are you good now? Then if you wouldn't do anything, um... <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Bitcoin, Bitcoin-wise. Yeah, you just put no, all your uh, <laughs> No, no, but I mean, like, my ignorance as a dancer in a in a company is that, like, we can be rehearsing and not performing, or I can be at home. We're rehearsing, which is nice for our, like, mental and physical health. Yeah. But if even if we're not performing, then I still get my salary, which I'm really grateful yeah. for. But is it the same for you guys, or? Well, we're in a little bit in a limbo mode right now. Uh, but I think it's good. Because we're we're very much a collective, and before this month, so it's January 2021 now. But when it was still 2020, we worked exactly like you described before. So if there was no project, you could not send an invoice, and there would basically be kind of no money. Okay. So we would. Uh, it was a very direct incentive. Work is money. No work is no money. But. The idea for the coming four years is to to also slowly try to get some stability in there. And it is possible because if you know how much money you're going to get approximately for each year, then it's way easier to to say, okay, you're going to get this, this amount of money each month. We still have to kind of do all the projects we want to do, but... I mean, the next year is going to be different. So my brother and, and I, Eric and me, we we went on the payroll. We gave everyone a choice to what do you want to do? And we, I took like uh, two months to really calculate and, and pick it apart. Because in my heart, I felt that I wanted to be a freelancer forever. But then I kind of changed my mind. And now I want to know what it's like to be on a payroll. Like at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter because it's we decide what we do with our money but still it's uh, it's it's diff it feels really different i think so so i my brother and i we both decided to go on a payroll for like 4 days a week and um the other people in the collective so Rein and Marlein they are all doing it on freelance base so if you do it freelance you get more money but you have less uh, like benefits and stuff. We were chatting with Sarah Reynolds recently about the Dancers Council, and then there was the meeting there recently, and they were talking about the Omschkoling Fund. Like, do you guys have to pay into that now, actually? Because you guys are a like, kind of state-funded 
dance entity now. It would be good if I would know that. <laughs> we can cut this out, don't worry. I, uh, no, it is fine. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because if, you, if you're payroll, I'm pretty sure then what, like you have the option. Oh, yeah. Part of it. Yeah, you mean as a, as a person, you put like a small piece of your money each month into like a little bit in pension, a little bit in this, a little bit in that. Yeah, yeah probably because we are, we are in the CAO of uh, theater and dance. So, so probably automatically, I think I will pay a little bit. Yes. Yeah. You just have to check because then uh, 155 actually has to pay, like has to back what you pay into it. The yeah, like company a... has to pay in as well. Because um, we were just learning about this from Sarah recently, how there was this big gap when loads of new companies became part of the C like CAO, that they didn't do this. So there became this big gap in the, oh, in what I don't know if it's. There. If it's them becoming part of the CAO or if it's becoming part of the biz. I don't, uh, I don't really know what the differences are. Okay. It's like too technical for me, but yeah, for me too. <laughs> yeah, but that must be actually so funny because you guys have been dancing together since you were like teenagers, kids. Did you ever expect to be getting shit tons of money from the government? <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's also, I don't feel like it's, it's a shit ton of money. It's, I think we'll probably do the same as what we did before, maybe even a little bit less, I think. That's what we actually wrote in our plans. Yeah. But we can pay for everything. That's like yeah. the main difference. If if you look at it purely uh, monetarily, I think that's a big difference. Before we, we had like one day a week where we had like office days, so we talk about everything and all this shit and it's super boring and you never get paid so everyone hates it and it's but it's very important blah blah and now you know up front also this day i will get paid not only the rehearsal the day before or the show the night before so it's for us it's mostly an investment in like the backbone and the structure and the organization which is maybe a little bit boring also but uh, if you want to really keep doing it also when maybe you want to one day buy a house or yeah. make a little baby or something, you, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't see how I could pay for other stuff than my own stuff if, if it would stay like that forever. And mm -hmm. we've been thinking out about that for like, I think at least three or four years. And we were working on the plan also for like a really long time. So I hope all the things will only get more professional and better, but I don't think it will change actually that much. I think it will take at least six months to, to kind of go, because we already had like big discussions about potential projects that were coming up and that we don't like, but we would normally do it because we could make money. But now when you're on a payroll, you always get the same amount of money. So then there's no incentive to do the projects you don't like, but they do bring in a lot of money. So we're already like going up and down and stuff, but I think it will take six months and then it will, we will, we will have totally settled in this system. With the projects, like, are you not tempted, are you not mm -hmm. tempted to try and do other things with film, like make a 155 feature length? You are the film man. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the one hand, maybe, but like on the other hand, the the whole plan for the like the next four years the starting point for the whole plan was like only stuff that we wanted to do so we didn't start like 
what you should do or what a grant would want you to do. But we started with also a lot of people who went to a farm like three years ago for like uh, three days. We went to a farm somewhere. Also guys that are not necessarily super involved all the time, but that really know us or that they were really involved in the past. Uh, we did like all these uh, stupid presentations and stuff and everyone had chances to pitch like ideas and and show stupid stuff and then and from there out we just developed all those ideas into plans and it was all based on yeah basically artistically what we wanted to do or content wise what we wanted to do and I don't think we can make a feature film now that will be very good that's that's the conclusion I think we should make and we thought about it we should make a short film now and it will be hopefully better than the last one and then the next one will be a little better and I hope the third and the fourth one will be really good and then maybe after that we sh we can make a different thing um, that's like the the way I'm thinking about it now because otherwise if we would make the feature now it would be as good as the short film but one hour long do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it will be. Yeah, you want to be I, I, don't, I don't know if I would watch it for, for an <laughs> hour, an hour and a half, to be honest. I don't know. I, f I feel like we should uh, make more stuff and then make it longer later. Mm. Yeah, no, I get you that it, it, you don't want to rush into doing something completely new just because, you know, there's nothing else to do right now. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather make like five short films in one year than one really long one, actually. Because then the second one can be better than the first one and the third one can be better than the second one. I, I I've never made something that after I made it, I thought, well, this is, this is so good. Like I had never, I've never had that in my life. Sometimes when I look back at something from years ago, I think, oh, it was actually quite nice. But it's never, I've never had that, that I think, holy shit, it's amazing. Yeah. And it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that it's not good, but I don't know. It does hold me back a little bit with doing the most crazy stuff. I feel like we should do it a little bit step by step. So I think I think your style. I think like you already like you know playing with different things. Like I don't think the videos you make are kind of like run of the mill mainstream. Anyway, you have definitely like a taste or direction like with Lear and with. Chat is it pronounced? Or, or you can say you can say whole because you're English. Oh, whole. Okay. Because yeah, chat. <laughs> yeah, it just it's Dutch and it means whole. But yeah. I, I I mean I think in Dutch maybe it means more than the English word, or maybe that's only in my mind. I also had it with leer. Leer. You can say leather. Leer means leather, but leer also means to learn something and in German Lear, I forgot actually what it means in German, but it's also a nice word in German. I, I like it that it's, it seems like the ultimate, maybe a little bit stupid, shallow word, but then it fits better than that. It's like a little bit more interesting. And I feel like God has the same quality as a word, but I don't know, maybe it's only in my mind a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I, what I was saying before was that I, I like, I don't feel like what, what you make feels conservative or anything. I'm curious then what you, what you believe, like making a really crazy out there film would be. Cause I already feel like mm. what you do is, I don't know. It interests me when I see it. You make 
artistic choices that are different or um, well, I'm not so well versed with film, but like especially from seeing dance film, I can definitely see your experience and that you understand what you're doing and you're making artistic choices like really from the camera work. So it's just interesting to hear that like you don't feel ready to go out there because I guess it's that artistic angst thing where nothing ever feels good enough. <laughs> well, it has to do with that, but also with it's maybe a little bit difficult to describe. But in the end, I guess it's about quality what you what you feel like has enough quality or is, is good quality and for the question why would you, you make a movie that lasts an hour or an hour and a half i would feel like i would have to work on the quantity then because i cannot see myself like writing or or with one five five thinking of something that really lasts an hour except for a theater piece but if, in film wise i wouldn't know exactly what to do so then you would really focus on but it has to be longer and then it becomes like about the quantity but it should only be about the quality and because for me personally I really like I like it as simple as possible actually if if it is possible but not shallow and that's the most difficult thing I think so that everyone can get it and you don't necessarily have to think super hard but also you you cannot think ah oh, this is so lame you should never have that as well so it should yeah it should basically what i said before it should be it should be simple but not shallow and that's a really difficult thing to obtain but right now to get there or at least when i think i'm getting there things shouldn't be too long yet because then it uh, takes away from the simpleness sometimes yeah to keep the i guess to keep substance in the content yeah yeah and, and yeah, i don't know it's difficult to, to talk about it without examples but i think one of the most important things is also to have some idea or understanding of what you like and what you want and also when you don't really know for me i do really know what i don't want that's for for most people. I think it's way easier also. And also like dance-wise or dance-film-wise. I don't know if I've seen a lot of dance films, but I've seen at least quite a few. And uh, I, when I see most dance films, I kind of understand why why it's such a dusty genre. In a way, if you look at it on paper, it's completely illogical because dance... It's quite amazing to look at it. At, uh, it's really physical, and it it can be man, it can be woman, and it can be. It's it's like super interesting, and it's it's about movement, and so you don't have to know a certain language, and everyone moves, and everyone looks at other people moving. If you're even if you're not into dancing, so it it should be, in my mind, super popular or something, and also in every big artist or Beyonce or whatever, they always do a lot of stuff with dance and everyone loves to dance. Oh, the dances are amazing. But some, for some reason, if you make only a dance film, like no one knows it. And I don't know, it's, to me, this is so strange. But when I look at most dance films, I kind of understand also because I feel like there's a, a certain way people feel like the dance film should look but that way i don't like it <laughs> this this is bad english but 
<laughs> but that's <laughs> that's one of the things I know for sure that that like the a standard dance film is not necessarily what I like as a as a person. But that's a good that's a good anchor for me to to start from also. Mm. Are you able to elaborate on some of the things that you don't like about it? Yes, uh, <laughs> I don't want to offend people. It's per, it's a my personal opinion. But f for example, big industrial empty building, uh, primary color clothing, no shoes, and then like shapes somehow relating to the shapes in the frame with the, with industrial space, and then sound design that doesn't correspond with that. It's it's like a, I feel like it's almost the. Yeah, like there's there's a little bit of a like I guess artistic template for when when you're making yes, a dance template. film. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. It's like yeah. it's a template. I feel I feel like I see the template when I see the average dance film. I'm I'm a little bit short-sighted now, but I want to exaggerate to make a point. Yeah, so I I feel like I understand the template, and I feel like because of that template the average person doesn't know any dance films and they don't necessarily appeal to the average person because of that template. But I also don't like the template. So I feel like mm. there's a really big possibility to make something that doesn't fit the template at all, but that at least I can still call a dance film, but probably other people do. And then also a lot of people can like it because it not doesn't necessarily fit the the standard template that I don't like as well. When you do that, do you feel like I don't know? Is it a little bit like scary because you're doing something different? Because like I guess looking at those things, if you're going to make a dance film, then you feel like to be artistic or creative, you have to like at least punch tick some of those boxes, you know. But I mean, what you, what you guys did with Leah no. is incredibly creative and. Yeah, I mean, entertaining at the same time, but it still fits within that dance film genre. But it doesn't tick mm. those boxes, you know? Yeah. So does it feel like a risk when you do things like that? Or is it something that is exciting for you? Um, it's exciting for sure. And it doesn't feel like a risk because I know I've, I guess it would feel like a risk if if I see that as the standard and that I want to belong to that group or that that standard or that template and that's what I was talking about before that I know I don't want that so uh, yeah so example for example if someone that makes a really good in some people's minds dance film that's exactly that what I don't like and that that person tells me oh you dance film I don't know man it's not really a dance film there's no empty buildings your dances they wear shoes it's crazy <laughs> then I don't know I would I, I wouldn't feel uh, uh, offended or anything. I, I would just think you have such a different idea about what a dance film should be than what I... I mean, the only reason I call it a dance film is because I feel like it's not a music video and maybe it's a word that, that comes closest uh, because there's dance in it and film, but it could also just be a film. For example, if you make a short film but and there's dance in it, people call it a dance film. So that's why... Yeah, uh, we call it the dance film, but well, that's nice. Cause mean, it, gives, it gives context to the movement as well. So then it also brings it the dance to like this place that's more relatable for the audience than what they're seeing in these typical dance films. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to like completely shit on the whole genre <laughs> of dance film because that's not. Uh, I just mentioned it because it it helps me maybe because I'm, uh, you know, really Dutch in that way. Like Dutch people are really good at uh, complaining about stuff. So <laughs> for some reason, I, I I really know when I don't like something. I know it better even than what I what I do want to do and what I do like. So in this case, I could really use it to. Uh, define also a little bit where it was going and what I wanted to do. I mean, dance-wise, it was just a coincidence that I got involved in dancing. And so it was never my ambition to be a dancer and I didn't go to, to the dance academy. So maybe then I would feel a little bit different. I'm I'm not sure if, but maybe then I would. Uh, but now I'm I'm just... In my mind, I just feel like it's a like a really big vat of opportunities and potential films and super nice things to make and to show, and and no one is doing it. Mm. So in my mind, you just we only have to, yeah. It, I mean, it takes a lot of time to make something, but that's the only thing you have to do. And I don't know. That's how I feel. Yeah, no, like myself and Hayden, we were talking about this in one of the first episodes we did back in the first lockdown. We were just talking about the medium of film and dance and how that marriage, you don't really see it happen very often. It's more dance on film rather than people making a lot of dance films. Like with social media and everything, it's just people are just throwing up kind of generic things all of the time. Mm -hmm. And then the actual field of dance film work is it's quite infantile. Like it hasn't developed into a strong kind of like I don't know um, I, I feel like right. there are there are really good examples uh, of really good and super nice stuff and you could call it a dance film or not but for some reason when you use the word dance film I think of something that doesn't really interest me and that's strange to me uh, like for example I was in the in the jury of the student category of Cinedance, Cinedance a big dance film festival in Amsterdam. And then there was this a documentary that was sent in. And it was just a documentary about a girl who she had all these uh, problems and depression and her way of coping with it was standing in a funfair attraction, this wheel that was spinning really hard. And everyone is sitting in it and gets pushed to the side because of their gravitational pull or something. But she, because she went in it every day to cope with her problems or something, this was the story, she could stand up and walk around, but it looked like really crazy because of the G-forces. She could move really strange in order to, to stay and not fly out of the thing. And she, she could jump at certain moments and she would go really high because uh, it's impossible to describe, but it looked really cool. It was almost like she was flying a little bit and then she would hit the ground again. And it was not about movement or dancing at all. But I think this was the best dance film. Mm. But I was in the jury. And for some reason, I don't know, we had this big discussion about whether it was actually a dance film or not. And then we made the stupid decision to let to make that second place and let the other film win that was more it was also pretty nice good conventional dance film but more conventional and i don't know i really regret regret that decision because that's mm -hmm. like exactly what we're talking about like dance film 
maybe it shouldn't even exist at all the word but for me at least if you talk about dance film that kind of stuff should also be be involved and not only the first thing you think about because then then i think it's a much bigger and broader subject and also way more interesting yeah because otherwise you're you're having to define what is dance and if this isn't in it then it's not a dance film or if like you said before this template or something yeah it blocks the creativity like you see something that's quite inspiring because it's quite original and you're kind of like forced to give it second place <laughs> yeah i couldn't i couldn't imagine if i would really like pour my heart out and make the ultimate thing that i feel that it would look almost the same as something that somebody else would make so you're very much influenced by by what you think it should be but in my mind you should totally get rid of that whole part what it should be especially when it comes to dance films it's also i guess just boxing it into technical movement as well like yeah, pulling pulling the word dance further away from just movement mhm can you can you elaborate on that like any kind of movement can be considered dance i guess yeah yeah i i totally agree yeah i don't know maybe it's what i said before because i'm not really trained as a dancer and i didn't go to school for it maybe i don't know maybe i look at it a little bit differently but uh, to, to me you could also call it only movement but i mean dance is also a good word it's it's a really powerful way to convey something a message or a feeling it's completely different to to language because like you know we have like super strict uh regulations about what the word exactly means and everyone kind of knows what you mean blah 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 but with dance there's no way of knowing what someone really means but it that's also like exactly the strength of of movement or maybe of dance whatever you want to call it that it's it can really bring a message across but it's it's inherent to the messages that it will be pretty dif- diffusely sent to the other person because it's it's not really it's never super clear and i think that's uh, that can be very positive it's ambiguous yeah yeah ambiguous and, and i was thinking about the word entropy but i'm not sure if that's the word. entropy means that energy goes it spreads out all the way right that it doesn't go in one beam i'm not sure if that's exactly what it means but that's what kind of what i mean that that i don't know i saw this really lame example once of a woman she was explaining to children what she thought was good about dance and she said something like to the effect of when i do this movement you see the same movement as the movement that i see but the meaning that you give to it can be totally different you know and with a word it will never be like that like if i say the word wall or something we kind of we have this really strict idea of what it should mean and with movement it's it's much more diffuse or something already forgot why i was saying this but i like it yeah no it makes sense art in general like the reason we find it interesting is that you can interpret it in your kind of way so you project yourself into it or what you need to see or want to see inside of something it's like a mirror yeah and no, but 
if you take it to the extreme, it it can also bend the other way. So I think then you use the word pretentious, that you make something so ambiguous, uh, something becomes so ambiguous that kind of no one really knows what you mean. And then if you ask someone to say, I don't know, I like it when that you don't know what I mean. I really, I don't, and I, I don't like that. That's what I mean with like simple but not shallow. It, it should be, um, it shouldn't necessarily be crystal clear, but but also relatable. if yeah, relatable. If you're not at all invested in dance or in the the language of dance through through like a, an academic way, it sounds crazy to me that you shouldn't understand a dance piece because I mean it's it's just a person who's moving. And and it's yeah. And you, if I look at you now, I see you moving. So I see this every day, the whole day. So I should know everything about this language. But so there's 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 like different levels in maybe in understanding movement. And to me, it's it's the most interesting if someone who doesn't think about dance at all can still relate to something that you make that is based on like dance or movement. Yeah, like I agree that dance pieces can end up feeling quite like elitist kind of space where, yeah, it's very in crowd. You have to have studied this to kind of understand and appreciate it. And well, this happens in all art forms. And yeah. I, yeah, that's not really the purpose of art, in my opinion. It's supposed to be, yeah, relatable, connecting to the masses, be able to communicate something. And if you're just making something for a very tight knit group of people, it's just like, what is the point? Yeah, I I understand that it that it works that way, but I mean this is also a personal thing. But I don't find that part very interesting because then it's like at one point you're maybe you're only making dance performances that can be understood by like other choreographers that are also very much into making dance performances. But that's like that's like the smallest audience ever. I don't know why. Yeah, it's it feels like a waste. Yeah, because then it's like a really small group, and they go further and further, and they're like, oh, it's super special. But if no one understands how special it is, I don't know. I feel like you should try to take as many people as you can. I mean, you cannot take any everyone, but I feel like there are movements that, in the ultimate, maybe pretentious, special uh, dance piece, way up here. I think there's movements that would fit in there that would also fit in like in a very in a way more understandable dance film or dance piece and those movements I I like the most. Mm. You know, I feel like in like the language of dance and movement there there's enough to talk about that cuts through the whole spectrum of how difficult it is to understand and how you should feel and stuff. I feel like it's 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 really difficult for me to talk about it also in language because like that's why we make the stuff because you think about it and you feel about it a certain way. Yeah, sometimes I I'm you almost make it to show someone like how ah, do you understand what I'm what I was saying, you know? I feel like everyone does it actually and now more than ever with like uh, animated gifs and like all these emoticons and stuff for some reason people were talking on their phones and and you know you're sending words and then it became like more like lol and like 
abbreviations and words. And now it's mostly animated gifs of people like, or like someone who falls on their face or something. Yeah, so it's like the ultimate proof that everyone thinks this is at least a very good way to communicate a feeling as well, because everyone is doing it, you know? Language in that sense is not necessarily, I feel, superior to uh, to image or to movement. Stuff to think about, you know. No, that's that that's that's really, that's really <laughs> nice, and it is true. Words are very difficult to use to evoke feeling. You have to be like a poet or someone who really, you know, still is painting an image with words mm-hmm. for people to be able to relate to. But general communication is very. It's almost kind of, uh, well, it's just shallow. It is. And that image is just, you know, an image is worth a thousand words is a saying in English. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. Um, But speaking of the taking like any type of language for film, is that the way you guys work or that you like to work, that you guys have movement that you then think film wise? Or do you have a film idea and then you find movement that, goes with the feeling or the idea of the it's most it's we like when we make something with 155 we always start like with a with a brainstorm and and it's it the ideas come from two directions basically so it's either very much a form idea so for example you put like all these balloons on stage and we we we're off stage and we throw cats at the balloons and because the cats will put out the nails all the balloons will pop like it's it doesn't necessarily content-wise say something yet. It's only like, oh, it would be nice if if the balloons would pop or something. And that's like the one side it, it will be. And, and the other side ideas will come from are like maybe more content-based or, or more about the, the bigger and broader idea of a project. And that that can be like, it should be about not having control something like a, a broader concept and if we have a good broader concept then we put as much of the small stuff we really like into the broader concept and then we do that kind of before we start rehearsing and then on the floor we make it try to make it make it work and and at most of the ideas by far are like the the more the form ideas and it can also be be like one dance movement or one a small clip of uh, the way a dog is walking uh, uh, that has two amputated legs or something and it walks like in a really peculiar way and it just looks really cool and that can be like the entry for a scene in the end like something super specific you find a way then to tie that back to the broader concept i guess yeah that's maybe why sometimes uh, our, sh- our performances and shows and films are a little bit all over the place, but I feel like it would almost be a shame to to only come at the project from the, the bigger angle because I, I do feel, I, I mean, we're trying it a little bit more and more lately because I, f- I feel like it's, it's a better way to really make like a really strong, long thing, what we were talking about before, like a long film, but but it's really difficult to keep it I feel like to, to keep it super interesting. Yeah, so it, I don't know. The the trick is to f- find some balance where 
where it's still strong enough, but you feel like a few rehearsals before the premiere, you could still say, oh, that's a great idea. And it's like a really stupid thing. And it, sh it should almost still be possible, you know? Because that's, that's the nicest way of working, I feel. But then it's maybe not it? very professional, but... <laughs> No, no, it's just interesting always to hear, like, I guess, every, and also because what you guys are making is what we were talking about before, like, you, you achieve this relatability really well. And I think part of that is also making it entertaining for the people that watch it. So then the fact that you bring that through, like, these form elements, it's just interesting to hear about how you guys, the process that you guys go through to create that. Yeah, and yeah. Art, shouldn't, art shouldn't have to fit in a box kind of the whole point of this I think at least that's my opinion on it um but how does it work for you with coming up with the ideas of how it's going to be shot this is something just I have no real know-how about like film except maybe hold it and have the person center frame or whatever or like mm -hmm. get, the, or mm -hmm. get them in the shot and <laughs> um, don't have the sun pointing at the camera but like um beyond that yeah, I think it's it's the same as what I said before. So on the one hand, you have this uh, big uh, overview, bigger way of looking at it, like from from a content-wise that it's 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 a fitting and it's 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 a correct whole or something. But with film, for me at least, it's also I saw this one scene in a dance film, uh, the the cost of living by a deviate from uh, from England, which is, I think, one of the better dance films I know. There's it's one crazy. scene where, they, where they're going out to a bar or something, and uh, this one guy's, all he's doing in his movement, he's doing on the music, he's doing like this. And then at one point, they, they just film him frontal, and it's like really shallow depth of field, which means that it will go out of focus really fast. Like it will, maybe only his nose will be in focus, but because he's moving, he's doing this movement, he just comes in and out of focus for a split second and it's on the beat and it's it's so simple and I really like it because it. I feel like it's, it, the movement looks better by filming it that way than if you would only look at the movement from a little bit of a distance. So it's like one plus one is three because you're filming it and because of the way you're filming it, it becomes better than just filming the movement or only the movement. It's like, it's a, uh, yeah, it's like the Power Rangers stuff that they all add one element and then they become the whole thing. It becomes more than the separate, uh, that's the, Fuck with what I, what was I saying? Yeah. So then I see that, and then I really like it, and then I feel like I have to do something with this, and and it's it just it's it's in your mind, and then when you're making a film, there's gonna be a scene like that in it. I don't know. Yeah, that's just the way it works. It sounds a little bit stupid, but and then sometimes it works really well. Yeah, but like, I think fi finding that is you know those amazing things you see and it's always like oh that idea was so simple but like no one else finds it yeah because we 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 watched cost of living actually when we 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 did a, we we basically cataloged a few different things when we talked about film before and cost of living was the one of the films we chatted about but it's you a know good one, I, I think 
it's great. Um, DB8 made really nice dance films for sure. But, you know, it's it's those kind of things like, I don't even know if we picked up on it and or chatted about that, but it's re- it is really true how you can find the marriage of a movement to the way you shoot it. Yeah, because if you compare like dance film to to dance on stage, I would say the ultimate benefit of, of making a performance is, and especially right now in this time that if you are there, like the the realness of it, that's the most important thing for me of being there at the performance and that people are actually there and that people are actually doing it right there and someone could like break their leg or it could fall off the stage or it could go really well, it could go really shit. Like that's like the ultimate benefit of, of a live performance, I feel. And in film, you don't have that, but in film, you have the possibility to play with, yeah, with the perspective because you're not an audience member. Like when you when you look at a dance piece, you're like you have one perspective and you're really far away. And with film, you can do uh, anything but that. So you can you can go like super close, or you can only film a finger or whatever, you know. And that's like something you don't get to do in a live performance. So that's mm-hmm. I don't know. That's for me like one of the big advantages of uh, of filming dance versus showing it only on the stage mm. well w- when it's done well because <laughs> there's like you know when it's filmed on That's tv true. and you just they, they're like looking at the complete wrong detail or <laughs> yeah yeah the hip-hop the live television hip-hop they always have a zoom lens and they go like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> or someone uh, did like hand hops or something the, the zoom in zoom out zoom in zoom out sometimes on beat or not at all and yeah. don't see the movement at all but they just feel like this is hip-hop or something and then it looks extremely dumb yeah no, that's something that i think in a lot of these films like the videographers tend to zoom in on these details which are totally not relevant to the overall context of the piece also like you'll miss the formation of a group um, getting together while they're zooming in on just the hand. Yeah, exactly. No, but I mean, if if you're, yeah, if you're directing a film and you're interested, or maybe you even know about dance, then of course you have like the possibility to like marry the two into yeah. a good. Uh, and I guess that takes a big like collaborative effort between like the film director and the dance director, right? Yeah, that's true. But in in our case with with one five five, like we make everything together. But I'm more of the film director, and my brother is more of the choreographer. But I mean, we still make make it together. Also, like with the other guys and girls. But uh, I don't know. It, I feel like it's almost one. It's it feels almost like it's one person. So it's a. Uh, it's not a it's not an obstacle let's put it that way yeah like you and um eric obviously have like this collaboration and also with the other members of 155 you have like this natural and organic connection i guess after so long working together and making stuff together is it different than when you do something especially for film outside of 155 uh yeah because then like for example if i make like a a teaser for a theater company or something, then 
um, it's more important upfront to uh, find a way to describe like an idea or something to them that they and that they will agree to it. Yeah, this is a good idea, and then and then I'll try to do it. And like, yeah, I mean that's, I mean I I, th I think that goes for everyone who's making stuff with other people with some people it's really easy like you don't even really have to finish your sentences and you can just show like your picture or, some, or make a few references like yeah it should be like in that video or that scene in that one movie and everyone knows what you mean and that's that's way more difficult if you work for people or if i work for people that i know less well so i spend more time on trying to convey an idea up front yeah and, th and then i make it I try to, to just do it and then it's still yeah i don't know sometimes it really works sometimes it doesn't work as well yeah it can it can go either way i don't know well i guess the I, other person also has to be considerate of uh your element being filmed right yeah i mean it, it's uh i made for example some pieces for this one company and then after i made like one or two or three I feel like that they know that I know what I'm doing and that they kind of trust it. So then, then there's more space for me to try to explain like this really vague idea, like, no, it should be about this waving uh, motion in F1 and that they don't really understand it, but they still feel like, yeah, let's just do it, you know, because they feel confident that it, it will work. It probably always plays a role. Like one of my favorite film directors is Harmony Korine. I don't know if you, you heard of him, but if you hear him talk in interviews, especially older interviews when he was younger, it's completely unrelatable. Like he's, he's just talking about words and laughing and maybe he's also a little bit high on drugs and stuff, but he cannot talk about what he does at all, but his films are really good. So there, of course, there's a little bit that's why probably why he got into making films and he was doing it really well because because he can express himself in that way really well but maybe less in talking about it you know i mean you can learn but so there's al there's always that and so the longer you know people with one for five we've known each other forever so this talking bit is way easier you don't have to uh, take in account all these like social things and oh it should be nice when I say this and then you can just go really to the point and fast. But when you watch other people's teasers and stuff do you feel like there's kind of do's and don'ts that kind of should or shouldn't be in when people are making things for their to like you know show obviously you're not showing the piece you're showing like trying to grab something. So to me to me when you talk about a teaser a, a teaser is just, yeah, it's about teasing uh, the audience. So it doesn't have to be about that piece at all, in my mind. It should not be, it shouldn't be that you really like the teaser and you go to the piece and you think, huh, it's something different. It should, you should understand that it's about the same thing, but it doesn't have to be the same thing at all. I mean, a lot of people call a trailer a teaser but to me a trailer is bits and pieces of a performance a trailer of a performance so you film a performance and you make a trailer of it just like you can make a trailer of a film but 
sometimes a teaser of a film uh, of like a big I don't know Hollywood film and everyone's like super excited and then the teaser is like just I don't know like a hand and someone puts on a glove or something and that means a lot to a lot of people and uh, but that shot is not in the movie at all or it's not you know what I mean like it 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 should yeah it should tease you so uh, the way I approach it is I try to get an idea of what the performance is about and then I see if I have ideas for myself that relate to what the performance is about or that can somehow bridge some gap and then it should be something I like because otherwise it's I don't know it's then it's like work you know it should be it's yeah I'm always uh, write down my ideas if I have ideas and it it ranges from like I don't know like a sentence to like a, a drawing or whatever you know and Sometimes I just uh, go through the books with ideas and I just think, oh, this would be so nice. And I just try to find a way to put it on this performance that I have to make this teaser for. And it works sometimes, you know. And then it's a good teaser because uh, sometimes, because it, it's, I don't know, it's a really interesting idea to see. It's really simple. It's like less than a minute. And somehow it really relates to the piece. But... The person who was making the piece could never come up with that idea because it's in a way it's not related. It's just on itself. It's an interesting thing that teases you, you know. Mm. So I, I think mm. if someone makes teaser for a piece, you should approach it a little bit like that. Like, what's just a really nice and cool thing that would entice me? The teaser for motors is that the one where you guys are like you went on the road trip? Is that would you consider that a teaser then? Um, yes, the the one where you see the images of us like in the mountains and uh, yeah, and uh, camping and stuff. Yeah, that's a teaser because I felt like oh, first we we wanted to make a documentary about it, and we we kind of were making a documentary about it, but uh, I used that footage as a teaser because I I don't know I felt like this really captures like the essence of this like this squad feeling like oh, we're gonna do something with a group of friends and it's like it's silly but it's also serious at the same time and it's it's really weird to mix it with dance and I don't know I've, I felt like on that level it was perfect material but if you really look at it it's it's like I don't know we we shot all that footage way before we made the show so it's just yeah it's it's connected in the sense that the show in the show we play with this whole idea of riding motorbikes and stuff but but other than that we i don't know it's, it's just movements on the bike it's just stupid shit we did and and i feel like that energy fits the energy of the show even though we didn't make the show yet you know yeah, so yeah. that's why that's why it could it, could, it uh, yeah it was still a teaser to me but I made other theses as well for that show because we uh, toured it again the, the year after and they were like really different. Then the idea was like, it'd be really cool if we could morph like uh, dance movements or flips or movements at all into stuff with a motorbike. And we, so we made, yeah, it's, it's a completely different idea, but it's a teaser for exactly the same show. 
and I feel like those were good teasers as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I remember when they came out, like, what what year did Motors come out? Now? Uh, to, I think 2018. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where I was. I just remember being with somebody and the trailer popping up uh, <laughs> and just watching it and just, like, <laughs> pissing myself laughing. Like, they, those, those trailers are great, like, just so fun. <laughs> No, very, very Thanks. cool. Oh no, they're great. <laughs> so cool. Like, um, but Motors is like Motors and Lear. Obviously, like all of this stuff is like you guys are all into your bikes. Like we just chatted to Eric about this as well. Um, and you have on your CV that you trained to be a car mechanic, right? Yeah, I, uh, when I was uh, at the last year or two years of um, high school. At first, I worked. Uh, first, I did the paper routes, but that really sucked. And then, uh, when I was really young, and then I uh, worked in a restaurant, cleaning uh, the dishes in the weekend. But then that also really sucked. And then I, I don't know. I, I found this garage really close to where my parents lived, where I also lived then. And I, uh, I just walked in and I asked if I could work there, and they said, "Yeah, that's fine." It was only uh, vintage Volkswagen, so like really old cars, like uh, VW Beetles and uh, and old old split vans, like the more more like the surf type vans you see from the 60s and 70s. And uh, yeah, I just I worked there whilst ending uh, school, but then I, when I finished school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do yet, or I didn't I I didn't expect that I would actually graduate uh, in one go. I don't know, I, f I felt like I'm gonna have to probably retry. But then when I did, uh, so I didn't really make plans for the year after. And I was working there, so then I started working there more. Yeah, and then I went to uh, art school. Because I, 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 liked, I liked working there, but I don't know. I remember really specifically at one point realizing like, is I, I cannot, this is not really my, I don't know, I felt like it wasn't my place. Like, I liked it, but I don't know. It wasn't it, you know? And when I realized that, it took like one year or maybe even two years, but then I was like, okay, I have to do something else. And then pretty soon after I went to art school. And then what, in what art was the, school... Uh, what was the attraction to go to art school then? Well... It's actually the same as what we talked about before that I didn't really know what I wanted, but I did know what I, I did know what I did not want. And like, especially the, like the last two years of uh, my high school, I, I really hated a little bit, uh, all the studying of uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff. So then I don't know, I was like, I cannot, I cannot go to college and do that again i i felt like it would be impossible because i didn't like it so but i i was already making videos and stuff then so that was kind of the only idea i had like i should do something with making videos because i like that and it, it doesn't feel to me like you should really like study study for that i mean it's it depends on how you look at it but i just felt like you know for like maths or stuff like that for example i felt like it, 
there's no way I can do this for four more years. I, I was sure that I wasn't going to cope with that. So then I, uh, I don't know, I just applied. Oh, no, I, when I worked in the garage the year after the, uh, high school, in the Saturday, I went to uh, HKU, the Utrecht uh, School for Arts. They have like a, I don't know what you, what you call it, like an entry course or something. And then you did like a little bit of everything. And I didn't necessarily like everything, but a lot of the people I w was there in the course with, that was like really fun. And that was like the main thing that I can like relate to people and actually, and then always good stuff comes. I actually <laughs> have a really, <laughs> really dumb, I remember something really stupid, like at one point, I don't even know what, but we were supposed to make something in this, this Saturday, a group of like, I don't know, like four or five people. And we just went into a separate room in the building. And for some reason, we were like freestyling for like at least 30 minutes. So some guy, he found the microphone. He was like, <laughs> like screaming dumb shit. And we were like dancing like for like way too long. And just out of nowhere, we're just like going with it. And it, it didn't have anything to do with what we had to do that day. And then I remember like looking over and in the door, I saw this, uh, teacher and he was like looking at it and he didn't understand it. I don't know. It was like, uh, it was so funny. And I, I really liked it, that it was like that. And he didn't say like, stop or blah, blah, blah. He just looked at it and he, he didn't understand it at all. And then he just left at one point. I don't know. I feel like that's maybe why art school was good because uh, I don't know. It wasn't necessarily wrong. It was just stupid and nice or something. I cannot, there's no way to uh, convey the way he looked, but it was so funny <laughs> if I think about it still. He did such stupid things. Okay, I'm going to tell one more story. We we had to make something. It was a fine art and it, doesn't, it didn't really matter what it was. And one uh, guy that was in the course with me is also actually in 155 Sam. He... Um, he the whole thing he made the whole day was he just found all these sticks outside and he just taped them together so he had like one really long stick and that's the only thing he made that day and uh but other people they built like all these crazy sculptures in this one room and at the <laughs> end of the day he would look at all the stuff that everyone has made so we were looking at this one sculpture of, uh, that this girl made and the teacher she was standing in front and like looking at it and talking and Sam, he had this long stick and he was a little bit bored or something. So while she was speaking, she was the only one that was speaking. He was pushing the stick on the floor. So it, it became like tense in a bow. And at one point it, it shot forward and it hit her in the back of the legs. And she went like, <laughs> when she was uh, talking in front of the class and it was so, it was like the funniest thing I ever saw. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was so stupid. And she was like a little bit mad, but he actually did it by accident. He didn't mean like to hit her. He just, I don't know, it just happened or something. <laughs> but it was really funny. What did she say about his stick? <laughs> I don't remember at all. The, the only thing I remember is, of that day is like that moment. That, that's like the only thing I remember about stick.
This is this is a good ad for art school for anybody <laughs> thinking of what they should do with their lives. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like yeah, it's it sounds completely stupid, but there there was a certain energy even there that's and that's like exactly what we're trying to mold into our performances and our films right now. Like that's like exactly what I was or that's maybe personal, but what I was looking for all the time. Like that's the thing I like the most. And 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 at one point I found out that other people really appreciate it as well. So I'm always looking for a way we used to call it five gevoel, the one five five feeling. We're always looking for ways and sometimes new ways to yeah, to get this feeling and somehow put it into into a performance or into a film or into something else. And mm. I don't know. It's it's a it's a difficult feeling, but I really I felt it there as well. And I I didn't feel it, for example, at the garage where I was working. So that's why I knew that uh, I had to go and uh, yeah, look for it somewhere else. Yeah, uh, but I think you know, in art school, like there should be a space for that. Like in school in general, there should be a space for like kind of freedom and madness. And it does yeah. kind of worry me these days that schooling is becoming like so serious. Like I was very thankful that we had like a very kind of loco group of students in my academy that, you know, we got pretty stupid together and, you know, tried to have fun with education. But like I see people who go to dance academy these days and they don't even, okay, pre-corona times, wouldn't even go out on a Friday because they want to be, you know, good for their Monday classes and stuff. And it's just like taking mm-hmm. education too seriously. Even though I care about education a lot, but you know, there needs to be a give and take, like a push and pull. Yeah, um, I, I think it depends on uh, on what you're, yeah, what you really want. I mean, there's always going to be people that, for example, I, I guess in uh, in the dance academy that want to dance on like the highest highest level and that i can imagine that then you really have to skip uh some of the friday nights and focus like on getting better and better and better but uh yeah for me personally that's not where that's not what i like the most about making stuff i mean for it's just a coincidence that we are a dance group in my mind it could have been another discipline, but for some reason we all started dancing. I have no idea actually completely why, but the, the, so it's it's just a medium and we're using it and I like it. I think it's a really good medium. Um, but uh, yeah, people have different ways of, of looking at, at a medium and using it. And in, yeah, in my mind, I think the the highest it's really become a dirty word, but I think the highest uh, possible thing you could strive for is like some form of like authenticity or sincerity. And and if you have something to say and you can manage to do it like authentically and uh, sincere, and then maybe even with dancing, it's, I don't know, that's already quite something I, I feel. So, uh, yeah, that's what I w- I w- I'm looking for. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Deep. I think got really yeah, deep. deep. There. Yeah. <laughs> Simple, but deep. <laughs> yeah. Like after the stick story, we had to go deep, you know. <laughs> <laughs> to, 
get some get some quality into it. Uh, and that's that's what the real one five five feeling is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sticks. Sticks. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, do you want to ask anything else, Hayden, or we kind of wrap up? No, I think I'm good. Yeah. Um, so I didn't. Any... I, um, no, like I was just gonna say, I didn't actually tell Hayden about this, but uh, so we normally do the task at the end, but you have something different for us this week. Yeah. Should, should I tell you about it? I'll tell Hayden <laughs> about it. <laughs> no, I, I made a... Yeah, maybe I didn't really uh, read it well, but I thought this was also good. I made a, I made like a, a playlist of stuff that's available for free on the internet. Actually, everything is on YouTube. And it's just a bunch of clips that I feel like are interesting i feel like they're interesting for everybody and i i ordered them from i ordered them in length so it starts with like a clip that's like 10 seconds maybe then one minute and it just gets longer and longer and the last one is like one and a half hours or something so it's not like you can r rush through everything but they all i feel like are very interesting and then at the at the end i added 155's Tumblr page because I feel like all the stuff we talk about if, if you want to relate it back to like real life or to a concrete idea or where did this movement come from if, if you want to somehow understand how looking at movement is based like in like reality in real life and not like on the stage or in the dance world you should look at this page it's like a digital archive of movement it's all uh, animated GIFs and so it's all basically videos without sound compressed to the pure essence and they're all curated on movement. So I have a really big archive on my computer and I put stuff on that Tumblr like every other day. So it's already like infinitely large. I think you can scroll through it for hours. And the only thing that uh, connects everything is that it's all about movement and it's all in some way relevant or interesting so that's that's like kind of separate of the whole playlist thing maybe you can put on something in the playlist and then scroll to tumblr that's also an idea but uh so that's that's the it's not really a task but it's more like a list hmm. oh, that's oh, inspiration nice. i can't people I like can't, yeah exactly i can't think of a better way yeah, to summarize this conversation <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> good cool. It's cool that, that you think yeah. of something that's also outside the box than just like saying it with words, like you were talking about earlier in the podcast as well, and giving people images, yeah. actually. Well, the, the Tumblr was, in a way, it was de devised because we were uh, outside of 155. We were always trying to explain what we do, but then it's not really only dance show and it's not really only this not only so we we had this like this archive and it was kind of meant also in the first place as like oh you don't understand what we're talking about look at this then you, you will understand and I, f I feel like for some people it, it really works that's why I, like tumblr is really a medium that doesn't work anymore but uh, I I keep pushing it pushing it everywhere because it's content-wise I feel like it's exactly what we are about the whole you can scroll through it for hours and it it will really give you an idea of what how you can look at movement 
and how it's how it a, is interesting. Nice. It's a bit of a teaser for uh, the the 155 philosophy, I guess. Yeah, it's actually a teaser for the idea of 155, I feel like. Yeah. Not necessarily for show, but the whole thing we are, we are trying to do. So I was thinking about it a lot also to because a Tumblr is not something that people use a lot anymore, but I was thinking about trying to migrate it to a different platform. But for some, the platforms that are really popular now are not really suited for animated GIFs and the way this blog works that you can in, scroll infinitely and only see like movements all the time. But I don't know, maybe will, there will be a new platform or we'll have like a really good idea about it or something. But for now, like only the people that listen to this podcast will get to see it. Yeah. That's also nice. It's more exclusive now. Yeah. Dance Rants exclusives. <laughs> yep. Cool. cool. Thanks so much. This is great. Yeah, Thank you guys. It's the, I mean, we've spoken to you and, and Eric, obviously, and yeah, it's just, it's so refreshing to speak to you guys. Like, I really appreciate yeah. your, yeah, your, your perspective as, as a group and, and just the, the things that you guys are making and the ideas that you have about why you're making things. Yeah, it's just really refreshing being in the dance industry to to speak to people like you. So, thanks for being on here. Oh, thanks so much. That's good to good to hear. And then thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Thank you, man. Take it easy. And yeah, to everybody listening, this is Dylan, Thomas, and Hayden signing off. Bye bye. <laughs> thank you.